We are also brought to you guys by Monarch Social. Now, Monarch Social isn't just another social media marketing company because they're going to take care of you on all your digital marketing fronts from SEO to beautifully designed websites to custom videography. And if you want to know more about that, you got to check out the video they did for me uh, on the Thinking Project Facebook group um, because it was absolutely phenomenal. They absolutely killed it. Morgan and his team take really good care of you. They walk you through every step of the process and the communication is on point. So if you need a custom video, a beautifully designed website, if you need uh, custom social media ad campaigns, Monarch Socials, where it's at. They also have a podcast they release every Friday where they bring you a ton of value. So check them out, monarchsocialbrand.com, or you can find them wherever uh, you're on social media because they're probably there too. So check them out, monarchsocialbrand.com and get your digital marketing rolling. Happy Friday, everybody. I hope you guys are having a great week so far. I have a, a fantastic guest for you. In fact, if you saw this one live, you know how awesome it was. But before I get into introducing my guest and the topics, please make sure that you're following the podcast and make sure that you're subscribed. That helps me out a ton. It helps me out with uh, the reach and, and everything that we have going on at The Thinking Project. So make sure you're following me on Twitter, Dalton K. Jensen, on Instagram at Dalton K. Jensen, and LinkedIn at Dalton K. Jensen. And if you're not signed up for the newsletter, please consider that. Leave a review, all that good stuff. It just helps me out a ton. You don't have to buy anything from me ever. Just follow and leave a review. That would help me out. That would help me out the most. Uh, so with all that being said, let me introduce McKendry Gardner, who is the owner of South Slope Hunting Co. She's been on the podcast before, and she's got an amazing event uh, that I'm speaking at uh, for veterans on April 1st and 2nd. So if you haven't gotten tickets for that, go check it out at South slopehuntingco.com and then go to shop and you'll see events right there. Uh, it's out in Tooele. It's going to be an amazing event, but we had an amazing conversation just around uh, how are we helping veterans in this world um, <laughs> around hunting, around stoicism. We, we had a lot of really awesome conversations. Shout out to Q the Music who was helping me uh, co-produce this and helping me uh, come in clutch actually. So shout out to Q the Music. Make sure you check him out on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, he's an amazing artist, amazing DJ. So without further ado, McKendry Gardner, I hope you guys enjoy and thank you so much for tuning in. Welcome everybody. This is Don Jensen and you're tuning into The Thinking Project. Right on. All right, we're rolling. Hey. So make sure you tell your husband to share it now all right well thanks for, thanks for coming back mckendry yeah and thanks q shout out q <laughs> um because and we have a lot of talk dude it's been over a year since we yeah. you were on a podcast right you were one of my first guests was i yeah absolutely wow i think you were in like the top i think you were in the top 30 or 40 yeah people um <laughs> uh we run we run a joe rogan style podcast or whatever full it's my, sand it's podcast my favorite style <laughs> <laughs> so that's really cool. But um, but you got a lot going. Like when we first met, I think you were just starting South Slope. No, actually, company. I was doing a whole different company. Oh, really? But <laughs> yeah. I remember it was closed, though. Yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah, it was athletic closed, but athletic. Okay, that's right. Yeah. So you were starting that, um, and then you've pivoted to like you know you really doubled down on hunting South mm -hmm. Slope, mm -hmm. and you got an event coming up. Yeah. Uh, in about a month, right? Yep. Cool. So tell us everything that's changed in your life now that now that we're meeting again. <laughs> So um, at the beginning, when I first met you, I was doing my company called Body Like Baywatch. And I wanted to like help. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to help women um, be able to like feel comfortable in the bodies and learn about health and stuff like that and all that kind of stuff. And then me and my husband got to talking and um, I found out that he has a deep passion for wanting to help people that can't really go hunting, go hunting. And I have a passion for helping veterans. So we just kind of connected the dots and we're able to create this company where um, we are able to donate hunts and we take veterans hunting and disabled and chronically ill. So they're able to have that freedom and that hope that comes with the outdoors and the peace that out the outdoors has. So it's kind of, <laughs> kind of like, yeah, kind of flipped it. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Um, and so with that, you know, you've kind of, what made you want to switch? Was it just getting, like, was it meeting your husband that kind of helped you switch that or, or no, what, what kind of made um, you? I don't really know, like, I don't really know what it was, but I think at the time, um, 
like the company that I had going, it's just like something that I wasn't very passionate about. Okay. And then my husband brought this idea up and I'm like, we have to do that. That's like, that's a mission that people need. That is something people need. Like we have to do this. And it just kind of blossomed into what it is now. And we've only been going for about a year now and it's just, it's grown so nice and well. And and (laughs) I I love the lives that it's already starting to affect and change. Really? Mm -hmm. And so, because you're in Vernal, so I'm hunting's really big, but hunting's big in Utah anyway. (laughs) But I remember I told this story before where in, because I grew up in Iowa, hunting's really big in Iowa. Mm-hmm. But I remember like, I, I'm not, I was never a big hunter. And like, I was supposed to go last year, but <laughs> our Disneyland trip took the hunt. <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, um, what, you know, what the heck is, so, so I was supposed to go hunting, got a tag, never went because it was like rifle season or whatever. Mm-hmm. My brother-in-law was going to take me. But I remember growing up in Iowa, we would eat, uh, I, my friends would bring home like whitetail deer. Mm-hmm. And I thought, uh, deer is great. Mm-hmm. So good. Um, but it's like out there, I didn't know that it was different. Mm-hmm. I really did. I was like, so I come out here and somebody's like, do you want deer? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And, and I can't remember how it came up, but, but I was, they're like, what do you mix your deer with? Cause like, don't they mix it like with like, sometimes they mix it with like fat or like, um, our, um, not taxidermist. <laughs> Sorry, I'm pregnant. So my brain's kind of <laughs> Oh. Not all there, yeah, okay. um, but our butcher, we just okay. have them do just our deer. Like we don't. You don't mix it with anything? Mm-mm. Okay. Because nope. I remember somebody asked me that one time and I was like, I don't know. I just ate deer. But then I got the deer back mm-hmm. and it was like, it did not taste the same as like whitetail. I haven't Iowa. had whitetail. Okay. So I don't know the difference there. It's very sweet. <laughs> well, like whitetail deer, like in Iowa, they just grow up on corn. Oh, okay. That Like lots sense. of corn yeah. and alfalfa and like uh, hay. Well, mm-hmm. maybe not hay. I don't know. But they, but they like the outside of the cornfields, the deer just pick on the corn. Yeah. That would and so make they're like some big, pretty good meat. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like big deer, big white tailed deer, mm-hmm. just, you know, in the middle. But, um, but it, it is nice because whenever I hear about people going hunting, like growing up hunting, like that's a lot of fond memories for them. And so, and so your, and your company focuses on helping people get out to hunt. Mm-hmm. So what, what, why is that so important for people to learn how to, hunt or to get involved like this? You could go into so many different reasons why, um, specifically for our company where we're helping right now, our focus is veterans. Um, but where we're helping veterans, uh, the very first hunt that we took a guy out, we took him lion hunting two veterans. Um, yeah, with our hounds and dogs and, <laughs> oh, okay. you know, <laughs> well, that's right. Because the, you tree the, uh-huh. yeah. Okay. Yep. And, we took him hunting and, you know, at that time I, I knew that it was super important to get these vets out. I knew that it was really important for mm. them to be able to have the, like the community and the space to just be outdoors and hunting. But then he, he emailed me a story of one of his buddies that he had actually talked to about his experience hunting with us. And because of him sharing this experience with this other veteran, this other veteran decided to go find someone to go hunt with and fish with. And he was super close to taking his life. Mm. And I didn't realize how, I almost want to say deep of a responsibility of, of mine it is now to be able to share that, like that we need to be able to get these veterans out hunting and have that outdoor therapy because it does bring hope. It brings, it brings a sense of peace. It brings um, the community together. It brings um, memories. Um, and when you have all those types of things when you're in the outdoors and you're able to share that with other people, it brings a, a new hope and light in them that they want to experience. But then it just like this domino effect just starts mm-hmm. happening. And for me, that's that's where the passion is, is just making sure that these men and women that have served and given so much um, that they're able to come home and be taken care of. So we're not losing someone too soon because of dare I say, because the government just used them for their service and it's like they came home and the government's like, yeah. well, that's, good luck. Yeah, but that's real though. Mm-hmm. Like, what is the VA? Some like, I've heard that, are I mean, good and some I've heard are just terrible. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess that's true, right? Some some are good and some are bad, but I just, overall, the, the it's not that great. Yeah. And, and which is a shame. It is. It, like, I feel like when veterans come home, they should have everything and more to be able to heal and be set 
for life. That's yeah. that's my opinion. And I'm I'm very <laughs> passionate about that. Yeah, you're sticking to it. Yeah. Um, that's great. Well, when you just talk about like getting people out in the woods, like or like in nature in general, that's very healing just in general. Oh, yeah. And when you hear about a lot of these cases, because I used to work, well, not work, but I volunteered on the crisis text line mm-hmm. uh, that dealt with like suicidal, uh, you know, people coming in with suicidal thoughts or like, self-harm or anything like that. Um, walking just out outside period was mm-hmm. just a great way to like get grounded again because you fit, you're in your house. It almost feels like claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. You're like, and sometimes you're alone or sometimes you're with everybody and it still feels like you're alone. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, you're just going crazy, but then you get outside and everything feels like, you know, it feels like you're smaller, but it also doesn't mm-hmm. feel like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It feels like yeah. you're a part of something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. When you're in nature, it's almost like you're connected to what's, what's going on mm-hmm. right then and there instead of, living in the past or present. That's, that's <laughs> right. the beautiful connection of the mountains. Like <laughs> yeah. we live in such an awesome place right now. I feel like there's always an ability to have that connection. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of fun. And then, and so that's how then South slow punting was born mm-hmm. with, with this idea that you're going to help people. And now you sell, you sell a lot of like clothing, but we were talking before this and you were talking about a portion of the sales go to donate hunts donate hunts yeah for these veterans the disabled and chronically ill wow yeah okay so when you donate a hunt what does that entail so i mean forgive me because my <laughs> husband's the one that does this part he's the outfitter and the guide oh okay, cool. okay <laughs> i probably i should probably should text and be like hey come in and explain <laughs> this but um from my standpoint um yeah. We were able to find like veterans, like the this last one that we went, we did a coyote hunt for um, a vet and his wife. And they're both veterans. And we just were able to connect with them and we set up the date and time and stuff. And we went coyote hunting and they were just like able to enjoy the time that we were together. And like, I don't know why, but hunting to... Peaceful. It's, it's peaceful and it therapeutic pe- yeah, to me. If you do it for the right reasons, like the people that are out yeah. there just to like kill everything i don't agree with you <laughs> <laughs> i remember going through hunter safety and and all of that and they're like hey we got to be really careful because there's a there can be a be- negative perception of hunting yeah you if you do it wrong you got to be an ethical hunter so yeah yeah well and i mean it's kind of crazy that people would disagree with being an eth- ethical hunter because yeah. it's like I, I do feel like there is a piece of hunting whether or not you uh, you know eat meat because i know like vegetarians who like go hunting Mm-hmm. Um, because it's not, a, it's just about the ecosystem. Like this is our, this is our, this is our space in the planet that we have to keep in check. Right. Because mm-hmm. people, I feel like people have a, get a, give hunting a bad rap. Either they saw somebody doing something stupid or they don't understand like the ecosystem of like animals. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, cause if you have too many deer, that's a problem. If you have too many lions, that's a problem. If you have, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. there's a balance and like coyotes, aren't those What's up, everybody? This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Sauced Up Salsa. And Sauced Up Salsa, with so many different flavors to choose from, when you add in their homemade chips, they're perfect for family nights, date nights, and really, anytime you need chips and salsa. The best part, I know the owner personally, and he puts all of his heart and soul into every recipe they put out. Their locally sourced ingredients are fire roasted to perfection every time, making it the best salsa you'll have in your life. So, with the best salsa out there, what are you waiting for? Go visit SaucedUpSalsa.com, and when you sign up for their newsletter, you'll get 10% off your order. So go visit SaucedUpSalsa.com and tell them that the Thinking Project sent you. What Aren't those considered... They're predators. <laughs> well, they're predators, but aren't they considered like... They're like, like you, pests. Yeah, like of, pests. Yeah. yeah, like there's too many. Like Because mm-hmm. you can take a little quiz on Utah hunting and then get like licensed to like get their ears right and turn mm-hmm. them in. Can, yep. you, can you still do that? Yep. I remember when I was going to do that. You can like you get like paid for it too. Yeah, it's like fifty like, bucks an year yeah. or fifty bucks a set. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yep, that's sweet. <laughs> that's cool. But I remember like uh, I remember hearing because I, I follow a pretty stoic uh, philosopher who's, you know, it, it, you talk about philosophy, right? But he lives in Texas, where like there's 
like boar, like mm-hmm. boars are a, a pest. Big problem. Big problem. And they just got, uh, they, they can legally now, you can rent a helicopter and shoot boars from a helicopter yeah. to like lessen the population. <laughs> yeah. And he was talking about, and he got some flack for that from a bunch of like people on, on line. And can you, you can never please the online well, mob. You, you can't, you can't please everybody. <laughs> no, but he was like, he wrote a big article from like, and he, you know, he's a pretty liberal philosopher, which is fine. I don't really care, but he wrote an article like why every millennial should go boar hunting from a helicopter. Like he made it that descriptive, <laughs> but it was like, you learn about like life and death and you learn. Mm-hmm. And it is like, I've, I've, we've been, I haven't been hunting, but I've been on these kind of like hiking treks and, where there's you don't have anything there's no cell service there's no phones it's just you and you get to think and there's something very mm-hmm. there's something very sacred about just being able to sit with yourself alone mm-hmm. and chill mm-hmm. yeah yeah i 100 percent agree with that that's actually like one of my favorite parts of hunting yeah um i, I like to say that um i've never always been passionate about hunting but i'm passionate about being able to go in the outdoors where it's quiet and connecting with god and his creation and i'm passionate about um, the camaraderie between all of us hunters when like right before we go out, we have our coffee, we say our prayer and we go out and we meet back up for lunch. And, you know, it's just like, it's, it's really almost a tradition. It's a tradition. And it's, I mean, yeah. if you're doing it ethically, it, it can be just this really beautiful, just, just memories. Just, well, and, yeah. And when you're hunting, you're, you're, is very it's very respectful of the wildlife mm-hmm. like oh, yeah. I've, I when I've every time I've met like a real hunter who like goes for food and things like that like you know um and I don't know sometimes you go on like you know sometimes there's hunts where you like trophy hunt right or something like that mm-hmm. but but most of the hunters I know go for food and they like do that and it's there everybody's very respectful of oh, the yeah. animals and the, and the wildlife and yeah is, you, and they take it very seriously yeah so I, I don't know I think people who hate on hunting haven't met a genuine hunter yeah you either have to meet a hunter or you have to go experience it for yourself because there's nothing wrong with it um i mean i feel like that's the most ethical way to get meat i would rather oh oh, yeah i'd rather eat meat that i have harvested i know where it came from yeah um i know how it died instead of just like (laughs) mcdonald's yeah (laughs) let's be real don't know what's in that (laughs) no it's probably not it's probably not probably not me (laughs) um yeah i mean i'm with you on that one 100 percent. yeah i love whenever we get elk you know my my brother-in-law or or uh uncle they'll bring home extra elk and they'll ask us if we want it every time i buy it from them because it's just that's the best oh yeah elk elk and deer is is good Mm -hmm. and to think about and like think about that we we, so i have a i have a funny story just about like you know just how how much food that is Mm -hmm. like it's crazy and elk can go a whole year for like a small family Mm -hmm. yeah that's meat for a year we got two elk in december and oh my gosh I mean, (laughs) part of the elk went bad because my my husband, I believe he accidentally got shot it. And so that. Yeah. Or like if you catch him on the run or something like that. Yeah. So part of the meat went bad, but like two full elk fills a decent portion of a big freezer. And we don't have to go to the grocery store for meat. For meat ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Have you been, have you been to central Utah, by the way? Have you been to like Manti or with the turkey farms out there? I don't, I don't remember them. It's okay. been a minute since I've been out there. You probably remember the smell like Mount Pleasant, Utah. That like smells terrible because <laughs> they're like, they like mass harvest these turkeys. Oh my God. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And it's just, it absolutely, it's one mm. of the worst smells I've ever experienced in my life. No, thanks. But <laughs> <laughs> so like, you're like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, it's cool. But I had an experience where I, like I'm an accountant by trade and this guy, we were doing taxes and I knew that he was a farmer, so he needed like farm taxes. And if you know anything about that, it's completely different, like mm-hmm. taxing laws for farming. And uh, what's funny was he was a farmer and I, he was like, how much do you charge? And I told him and he goes, oh, man. And I was like, but I was like, hey, if that's, you know, if we don't want to do a money thing, I'll do a pig thing. Where like, and he gave me like a whole like one of the babies and he just grew it like a like a I don't know, like a, it was a like a hog. Yeah. And we traded. Yeah. And I had like, I, we just ate one of the last, and that was, that was at the beginning of 2021. Mm-hmm. And we just finished the last piece of ham yeah. from it. Harvesting your own meat <laughs> like, is way better than going to the grocery store. It's way cheaper. Yeah. Way cheaper. Oh yeah. And like you can, and I didn't, it's amazing how like 
people will sell you like half a cow. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. it's, and it's way cheaper than going and buying beef every oh, week. Oh, yeah. Or Always go to the farmer directly instead of the stupid grocery store. <laughs> yeah. If you want meat, I'm learning yeah. that. Yeah. 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 And, and it's better tasting, to be uh-huh. honest with you. It is. It really is. <laughs> I mean, some people probably aren't, they think it's gamey, but I don't taste the gamey anymore, I guess. Oh, uh, well. I, I think you got to also know how to cook it. So. Uh, but yeah. But like, we've been so like conditioned in mm-hmm. our society to have like these sugar meat. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, meat doesn't normally taste like that. Mm-hmm. I remember, I remember learning that lesson when I was young and being, you know, getting that deer for the first time mm-hmm. or like, or, and, and sometimes it's the opposite too. Like sometimes our, our beef or like things taste really bland, mm-hmm. but then I eat, you eat that corn fed deer and you don't need anything to, to you just salt, yeah, salt and pepper. And so that's so much more nutritious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. you can taste the flavor. And taste better. <laughs> uh-huh. Tastes better mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, so that's one of the cool things that I've always found. I mean, you just, that's, I don't know. And and if you don't eat, there's something really sacred about, about, about though being that close. There's something uh, alive about being that close to death. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. that is like a super real sentence right there. Like, no, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, every time I've harvested an animal, it's this intense gratitude for that animal being able to provide my family yeah. meat mm-hmm. and essentially life. Like, yeah, it's life was given so i'm able to eat right and yeah that's no it is though and i was you know there's that part but then just knowing like this is like being that close to the circle of life like Mm -hmm. some people are so far removed from the circle of life that we forget that that's a real thing that's how it happens you know what i mean like this is it this is where like dust mm-hmm. to dust like yes. this is the circle of life like this is the food chain this is well, like how things work. i mean in what is it the lion king the the <laughs> right. what is it yeah. you guys, it's okay the the dad oh i don't know i can't um, i don't no that's the bad who's one the, who's the dad of the li- lion king i don't know I but um go ahead we i just you. remember like i just watched that just not that long ago with my daughter too yeah. um but like in it he says like the little simba is asking dad like why do we eat the because yeah the gazelle thank you the gazelle and like why don't we you know he's like we eat the gazelle and then when we die the gazelle eats us because we're part of like part of the earth and the gazelle eats the earth and and yeah it's just like this cycle and that's just really how it is yeah and everybody's like it's so funny we didn't learn anything from these disney movies because now everybody (laughs) brings them back um but i remember you know reading like watching that movie um, and even a more recent one, but that one, especially like where they bring up like death in that beautiful way. I don't know how we missed that. Mm-hmm. You know, Frozen 2. Have you seen Frozen 2? I thought that was going to be like, you know, watch it for your daughter, watch it for my, not watch it for myself sometimes <laughs> <laughs> because there's a lot of like, can we just agree Disney's good? <laughs> there's a lot of weird philosophy, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen Frozen 2, but like Olaf, there's a point in Olaf where he's playing with the kids and he's like, this is called controlling what you can when everything's uncontrollable mm-hmm. and they're like playing and like making art and you're like and it's real quick it's like half a second mm-hmm. and it's like what the freak how did that happen <laughs> how did we all miss that they always make them like half a second yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that's right and uh, that's so true and it can, probably because it makes you like go back and watch it but anyway it's just yeah that when you're when you're hunting like that and you're that close to like death it's very it's very freeing, mm-hmm. but, it, and it's just funny. Like we, we've gotten so far away from being comfortable with death. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Like, it's crazy. We, this is the longest humans have ever been able to live like back when, but you know, even in, even 200 years ago, the average lifespan for a full grown human was like what, 40 or 50 years. And now we're up to 80. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. It almost makes me think, like, are humans supposed to live that long? I don't know the answer to that question. And I'm not proposing that we shorten it at all. But it's just funny. It's just mm-hmm. it's just kind of weird to think about. Yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, and how does it help? You know, this would kind of be a weird, like, dichotomy to take a veteran there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and being able to be close to death again. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's where some of their PTSD came from, right? But being back in this spot. Is it it's almost, therapeutic for them? Or, I feel or, like it's almost more like having a control. I mean, I've not, okay. I'm not a veteran, so I, sure. I can't put myself in their shoes to be able to say that. But I feel like it would be almost more of like a peaceful control of what is going on right then and there. 
yeah, instead okay, of chaos. Cool. Okay. So that's what I would think, but somebody might spin it a, a little different. Yeah. But but you know that it works for for mm-hmm. these. Yeah, people. It, it does. And I mean, I mean, I've had my own PTSD, but I can't even compare that to to what some of the veterans go through. That it, that's not even a comparison. Um, yeah, but. Tough. I know like what, what the mountains have done for me and and the peace that it brings me whenever I go. Um, mm-hmm. but do you yeah. bring, do you bring like music or anything or do you guys no, just go? Just you're, you're out in nature. So what, so what are the rules for the hunt? The rules? <laughs> what are the rules? Cause there, I mean, there's gotta be some yeah, rules. Yeah. So, I mean, it's pretty obvious. You got to be quiet. <laughs> um, I mean, you can talk lightly in certain, at certain times and stuff, but for the most part, it's just being quiet. But yeah. like rules, like no no cell phones. Well, yeah, you can bring a cell phone. Like I like to bring my phone to take pictures. Okay, okay. Um, or like just record what's going on. Yeah, okay, um, that's fair. Just to be able to like save those moments, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I can't really say that there's like rules. Um, okay. Besides like being ethical um, and <laughs> you quiet, be, so you can. Got, we got to be ethical and lawful. Yeah. And then shut up. So well, I mean, yeah. ethical and lawful are two different things. But <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, ethical and so yeah, and obey the law yeah, most yeah. of the time. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know that I can't say there's really okay. just rules because <laughs> I feel like once you get out there, you just kind of understand. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. So now, um, so that's your company, and people can go get that southslope.com, right? Southslope. Okay. We south wanted southslope.com, but that's taken. So <laughs> isn't that? Dude, did you know, by the way, side note, did you know that that's a huge industry business, buying and selling domains? No, I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. um, Like Meta, when they they tried to get that and they couldn't. Yeah. Uh, So they had to go like pay somebody. Yeah. Racks dude, to get Meta. And it was just like. And I don't know if there's a science. Maybe it's like investing. You just buy up a bunch of domains and you don't know what's going to happen. But um. I just remember you mentioning that, but when you mentioned that, sorry, when you mentioned that, it reminded me, that's a big game. Mm -hmm. People pay money for (laughs) domains. I mean, Um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So you were looking for South Slope and you're like, yeah, I remember I was looking for the thinking project Mm -hmm. and that was gone. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I I ended up, there's no, the thinking project website. It's just my name. It's just Dalton K. Jensen. Mm -hmm. But that, but I love my name because uh, it's very unique. Like the K is a very, like not very many Can people. Can you have say K. that? Can yeah, you pronounce Ka- that? Yeah. Kaimi Ikapono. Okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep I've always wondered. No. I'll, yep. Yep. Hawaiian. And, uh, and that's, you know, that's part of my bit because I'm Polynesian and, but my dad is Russian mm-hmm. and he's super white. So this is what, <laughs> yeah, this is, that's what happens when your parents meet at BYU. Just so, yeah, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, and that's what, yeah. So that's me. But yeah, my, my, my grandpa, like when I would be with my grandpa, people thought like I was being abducted because my grandpa doesn't look like, I don't look like my grandpa, right? (laughs) (laughs) Or like my mom, like Mm -hmm. if I stood next to my mom, yeah, like I would have people all the time, like, are you adopted? They would ask me if I was adopted (laughs) (laughs) because my mom is Polynesian and my grandpa's very, you know, very Mm -hmm. Polynesian. Um, They're both from Hawaii. Anyway, it's just really funny. (laughs) Because I get that. They're like, how did you end up with a Hawaiian name? Like, well, I'm Hawaiian. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, so South so South Soul Hunting Co. dot com. Mm-hmm. And you have a you have a big event coming up that yeah, we're both gonna be you're, at. You're so thank yes, so thank you. Uh-huh. But when you when you reached out, I, I can't remember if that was mutual or if you reached out or if I reached out, I probably said something. I reached I, out to you, I think. Okay. I think I did. Okay, because I was I don't know. When you reached when you reached out though, I was like, dang, that would be sweet. I was mm-hmm. like, yes. That's kind of like the one of the times in your life where you just say yes. Like, because we were talking about it before. I was like, I'm still kind of crafting it. But I was like, you just say yes. We'll figure it out later. Mm-hmm. We'll make it good. That's what you have to do, though. You do. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, do you, have, do you have that experience a lot? Oh, where this you're just like, whole event. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. This is because this is your first event. Yeah. It's my first event. Yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah. I'm kind of surprised with how smooth things are going. Uh-huh. But I think that's just because it's like, like it's meant to be. Yeah, it's good so, timing. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. When you said that, I was like, that's great. Um and uh what but what has it like been what has it been like for you as far as like was did anything surprise you? Did anything like um 
were there some hurdles that you weren't expecting or, or what happened with, with putting this event together for the mm. first time? I mean, I feel like it's kind of been easy right now. So, okay. Right now, my toughest thing that I'm dealing with is I'm really good at explaining the event verbally and I can like tell people what it's about yeah. by mouth. Um, But when it comes to like typing it down to oh. like post and bring people in, that is so hard. Copywriting. I, yeah. I am. I'm not good at that. I actually just hired somebody to help me write something to, so my vision can <laughs> like be seen with words. Yeah. Um, Cause I'm just, I'm, that's yeah, that's be my struggle. Yes. This is a big one. People mm -hmm. don't understand like talking and writing are different. So when I do sales coaching, one of my, like I'm not a marketer, but one of my little pieces that we focus on is copywriting, which mm -hmm. is like how to persuade somebody how to write things. Cause like I see some of these coaches on Facebook and I see books and I'm like, no, mm -hmm. you got to stop writing that long. Cause I'm done. Like my we're eyes are just like, we're, well, and we're, and we're like, <laughs> so, so think about this. Like we're all, we we're skimmers. Like mm -hmm. people who read on the internet skim. Mm -hmm. I never read word for word. I go find bullet points. I find big words. And I, so, and that's how we read as humans. That's how we read. We yeah. find, we find landmarks in the words and then we put the story in our head as we, yeah, read. you like, you almost see the landmarks and you're like, Okay, now I'm going to read this whole thing because it actually sounds good. Yeah, you're like, oh, okay, okay. Oh, wait, yeah. what did that say? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like even when I read a book, I pick out all the big words and then I, you kind of write this, your brain can write the story mm -hmm. and get what it's saying for yeah. the most part. Like yeah. there are, yeah, we do read word for word, but we, but we focus on mm -hmm. the, the words that we want to focus on. The words that actually like, bring, yeah, yeah, yeah. like makes it so you can see what's right. Going. And that's why you and I and Q can all read the same book and get five different lessons from it or yeah. three different lessons from it. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So why book clubs exist because mm -hmm. we don't all, we all read word for word and got what people were saying the first time books wouldn't be that fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there would only be one book in every genre. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, there wouldn't be 15 science books, which mm -hmm. is trippy to think about, by the way. Anyway. <laughs> Mm -hmm. It's like, why? So copywriting though, like getting your people to understand, like when you write, mm -hmm. that's why I'm a big fan of Twitter. I left LinkedIn or I left Instagram and went to Twitter. Mm -hmm. It's like, I want to learn how to write. It's going to be a big, it's going to be a big thing. <laughs> Go you. <laughs> well, it's just, yeah. I, Cause I wanted to learn how to like, how do you write so that people mm -hmm. will like, yeah. cause I'm, I'm fascinated by like persuasion. So like I can talk and, and I'm a, and I'm a good, I'm good at talking. Like not good at writing. So like that's something I'm working on, mm -hmm. but and something that I've, I've done pretty well at good enough to where mm -hmm. I can sell with it. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not like a master writer or anything, but mm -hmm. that's funny that you bring that up. Cause yeah, copywriting like yeah, is a but, big one. Oh man. The vision that I have for this company is huge. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to say this a million times on here, but I'm sure. so passionate about just making sure that these veterans are helped. And, um, I mean, I was at Nicole Henry's event when I actually had like this idea to do this event. Um, and it's just kind of blown from there. It's just gone. Like January, I had the idea, April, the event will happen. Um, but I mean, the events centered around, um, veterans being able to have tools to actually be able to heal their mental health for when they're struggling, um, the community to be able to have people around them because truly if you if if you're like you feel alone and you have no one to turn to while you're getting help you're not going to heal healing when you're alone just is super hard yeah. you have to have a support system and so being able to have that community and find it while we're there like the vets are there um will help immensely and um then we we're going to talk on like um aspirations and purpose and direction and, and being able to find like like your purpose again, because I mean, I don't know if you watched me and Jarrett's live today, but like, uh, yeah, I didn't get off the Oh, you're good. Um, <laughs> but he said something on there that is like people that have purpose don't take their lives. Yeah. If you feel like you have purpose, you're not going to take your life. So being able to make sure that these veterans have purpose or find their purpose again is super important. That's, that's like, that's what it's about. Um, so the vets that come, it's, it's yeah. so hard to just explain just <laughs> how this event is just going to go. Cause I can like, I can tell you that we have speakers on, um, like 
people that train. We just had the, the conversation about the service dogs. Yeah. So so we have someone that's coming to talk about service dogs and how to get your own. Um, we have someone like you're going to be talking on empathetic selling. And that's yeah. super important for somebody that has a business and they want to go sell and they want to be able to make money and more wealth. Yeah. Um, Nicole's coming and she's going to be speaking on um, like sabotage and cycles and money. Um, and then we have Jarrett that's coming to speak on purpose. Um, mm. We have three vets that'll be there um, to kind of tell their story and, you know, show other people that this is how you can heal. This is what you can do. And it's totally possible. Um, and it's just going to be a super good event. And um, the more people that we have there, the more lives that it's going to change. And I'm super excited to have you come speak because it's just going to be an all around, like, just, We're gonna have fun. yeah, it's going to be We're a powerful event. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think we'll have a lot of fun and I'm, I'm really honored to be there because it's a big deal. Like, and, and, and as you say that it is, because if people can make money doing doing something that they love or make money um, and, and not having to, you know what I mean? Not having to fit any type of mold. Like that's kind of the thesis for this podcast, which is like, you don't have to, like, there are so many ways to make money. Like, like we were just talking about flipping domains. You know what I mean? It's kind of crazy. Like one of my favorites, one one thing that I'm exploring right now is something that a lot of like vets could get into, which is like acquisition entrepreneurship which is like buying a business, right? So like may, maybe they don't have like the, like I'll be honest with you, I, I suck at startups. I suck at building my own business, but I'm really good at building other people's businesses that already have the plans. So I can do that, right? And so there's something, there's a, there's a path of entrepreneurship for everybody. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you can find your purpose. Yeah, you can... buy, buying a business, starting one, Yeah. partnering up. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. There's so, there's so many different things that we can do. And, and I, I love that you said that because that's so true. Like some people that come that like might be hearing this and might be, Oh, is this a business event? No, it's not. It's, it is not a business event, but money is a major stress of people. Yeah. That is, that is like one of those number one stresses out there. And if you aren't making money, you don't have a purpose, you feel alone and you're not healing. Life's going to be hard. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. And and if, and, and what's cool is like, I, I think part of why I like sales is like the confidence that it gives people. Like I don't need a job. Mm-hmm. Like I make, you know, I, I've said that on my, on this podcast a lot. And I just tell people like in selling, like selling is one of those skills where like, you know, if my boss called me right now on the phone and said, I don't like what you're saying on this podcast, you're fired. Like that's cool. Cause I'd have a job before I left the door from mm-hmm. here to the door. Mm-hmm. And, and I would never want that to happen. But <clears throat> part of being, and I we were talking about stoicism before part of being stoic and why I like that philosophy is like one of the things that we don't fear as stoics is change. And the reason we don't fear change is because we're prepared. Oh, like anything, I love that. You know I what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. Anything, anything that have like anything can come. Mm-hmm. And, 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 whatever happens is supposed to happen Mm -hmm. and whatever happens we're ready for because like I know how to sell, I know how to make a business. I know I have, I've built my life in a way that like, and so that's part, that's why I like selling and that's why I like business because, um, and especially for like, like veterans in the, in that's but like, what are you going to do? Cause yeah, what do you do? Like, isn't that something, isn't that a main topic for every vet that comes home? What am I going to do? If you think about it, I mean, there can be vets that serve for like the most minimal amount of time. And then there can be ones that that's like lifelong careers. Yeah. But either way, when you decide you're done, it's like, there, what's yeah, next? Yeah. Because most of the jobs that you get in, in the military aren't a hundred percent translatable to, to outside of the military. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like you're repairing tanks and you can go repair cars, but that's a little bit different than a tank. Right. Different too. <laughs> Pay is different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. Too. Yeah. <laughs> but um. But being able to like and so, but being able to have some confidence, like that you can mm-hmm. do stuff. Yeah. Um. There's a freedom and like a freeing control that comes with that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, it's the paradox. That's the paradox. That's another stoic principle that I fell in love with, and it's this paradox of control. And that is the paradox of control is the is the less you realize you have, the more you gain. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is like the, the, I, I, I realize I don't control everything. Mm-hmm. 
and I can be pissed about it or I can lean into it mm-hmm. and figure it out. And there's yeah. power and, and confidence in just being like, yep. Yeah. Everything's going to go wrong today. Yeah. Uh, that's what, that's why how I approach sales. Like, mm-hmm. uh, yep, they're going to say no. The price is too high. Their ass hurts. Whatever they're, <laughs> whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, they're going to say, what else are they supposed to do? Like hand me their, hand me a blank check. Mm-hmm. Probably not. So mm-hmm. we're going to, we're going to do this anyway, mm-hmm. lean into it and get going. Um, which I feel like resonates with a lot of veterans anyway. Mm-hmm. Like we have like to be in the military, you got to have grit, got to have discipline. You got to have um, determination. You got to have all of that, right? Persistence, all of that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you got, but yes, but for the, for, for those people who come out, yeah, it can be very confusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. just, and maybe not confusing is the right word, but like difficult to navigate if you've mm-hmm. never had to like, you come from Direction, a very structured kind year. of, just, yeah, your direction. Yeah, and I don't know of... any, by the way, I don't know anything. <laughs> like, I'm not a vet. I like, I, I have yeah, one vet I'm... in my family, but I've, but I've been around. <clears throat> it's from, that. it's what we see from experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's all we can connect with right now. Well, that's, so. that's empathy. That's just yeah. meeting people where they are. That's like, look, we understand this is hard. Let's help mm-hmm. because, it, but, but you could, but see, here's the problem with this is why I love empathy. And this is the problem with, when I teach empathetic selling is like, we can play this game all day. Like you don't understand me. I don't understand you. You have no clue what I've been through and we can play that game mm-hmm. all day, but nothing is going to get done. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we, everybody, listen, my life changed when I realized nobody gave a shit. And what I mean by that is, is like, everybody's got a bag of shit that they're carrying. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, you, you've had a really hard life. I've had, you've had, right. We've all got it. Right. We, we can't compare like, <laughs> if you start comparing though, that's it. That's yeah. it. It's like, like someone's hard is a different hard than yours, but at the same time it was still hard. Yeah. That's where we can meet. Uh-huh. It's like, yeah, this is a, that's where we all meet is like, we all have a bag of shit that we're carrying. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I got it easy, Nobody <laughs> gets it, gets out of life. Right, just that's, easy. That's right. <laughs> And, and so it's just cool though, but the, because that's why I like my, the, the idea of starting with empathy when you're having conversations in business, because like, you'll get a lot further, mm-hmm. you'll just get, a, you'll get a lot further. People understand you, they get it right. It's like, yeah. Um, and that was one of the things that, you know, how does empathy sound? That's one of the things that I studied when I was a crisis counselor, when I volunteered at the crisis text mm-hmm. line, um, and they were hard. They hammered that. Like, what does empathy sound like? What does it look like? Like you, we want to like, like you were saying, right? Like we have a heart full of empathy, but if you can't show that to somebody, it's going to be really hard. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, I think it'd be really, I think it'd be fun to to paint a new picture and give somebody a new skill, <clears throat> anybody, a new skill that, that like opens doors. You know, you should do that. In the event, it's like, what does empathy sound like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, think yeah. that would be great. I did it. You know what's cool? I did, and I did, um, because I, so I, I'm LDS and I teach. Mm-hmm. I only teach. I have had, I have had callings for my entire life, and they have always been like, you're, you teach in primary, you teach in Sunday school, you teach, in, mm-hmm. you teach, mm-hmm. you just, teach. you teach old people, you teach young people. <laughs> and I had this, I did this one time where we, have you seen that video on YouTube? It's called, it's not about the nail. I don't think so. Okay. You go home and watch it. It's a great, it's like a minute and 30 seconds. And it's this, I'll, I'll describe it, but go watch it. Cause it's fun. This woman has a nail in her forehead, right? Obviously it's fake because that'd be a problem. Right. But it's funny because like he, she's got a nail in her forehead and she goes to her husband and she's like, my head hurts. And he goes, Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, you've I seen know it. What you're talking okay. About. Yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah. he's like my, she's like, my head hurts. And he's like, well, honey, you have a nail in your forehead. And she's like, it's not about the nail. My head just hurts, right? Like you're not listening to me, uh-huh. right? And then and then they go through this dialogue where he keeps trying to say like, but if you like, he's like, have you touched your forehead? Like you have a nail, and she's like, shut up, it's, you're not listening, right? And then he and then finally he goes like, that must be really hard. And she goes, thank you, right? Mm-hmm. And then then she like leans down and finds out that she has a nail on her head. And then the whole point of this minute and thirty second video is is it's not about the nail. Mm -hmm. It's just like, will you just listen to somebody? And so I took, I showed my, the, the youth this, and then I put, um, we put cards on everybody's forehead of like, 
so so everybody had to draw a card they couldn't look at it. what's that you've seen the phone thing where like um, guess what's on my right they're so, like picture no that's yeah, not well, i don't know it's not pictionary but yeah it's like whatever yeah so you have to you have to tell me and i have to guess what's on my forehead i can't see it uh-huh. and so i did that but with like um emotions mm-hmm. so everybody picked a card and so like somebody was scared and somebody was really happy and so the kids we split them up into into teams and whoever got the most one, but it was like, you had to talk to somebody like that. And then the point of the lesson was like, you never know. Now it's reversed. Like you never know who has what, what someone's card is on their forehead that day. So mm-hmm. like treat everybody. I love that. You know, with the same. And um, I don't think that was original. I mean, I felt, I thought about it and then I saw it like five other places and I was like, but maybe it was supposed to happen, but it was just cool because like, yeah, you just, you never know. And so nobody cares but you should mm-hmm. kind of thing. Right. Yeah. It's kind of the paradox of control. Like if, if nobody cared and they just focused on themselves, you know, if nobody cared about how everybody else was thinking about them or like, or mine's worse or all this shit, we would be a little better off. You know what I'm saying? So that, and that's how I treat customers, right? You never know what they're doing that day. Yeah. You, what they're feeling. Well, you, you don't know where someone's come from and mm-hmm. you like I always, you always have to think of like, if someone's grumpy with you most of the time, it's not you. It's, sure. it's, yeah, it's just, what they're dealing with. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, what's funny is like, it doesn't matter why they're grumpy. Mm-hmm. I take the story of um, like a boxing match. And so like, if, if, uh, if me and another guy were boxing um, and he punched me in the face, I wouldn't say, Hey, like, I wouldn't stop the match and say like, why the hell did you punch me in the face? Like <laughs> we're in a boxing match. Right. Um, we just know that's going to happen. And so like when people are grumpy with me, I just like, Oh yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, what was I, I came out of the blue, like I'm a sales guy. So I really understand. I interrupted your day. I'm telling you something you probably don't want. (laughs) I caught you at a bad time, all this stuff. So Mm -hmm. yeah, of course you're going to be a dick to me Mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, but also it's like, okay, yeah, Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Not a big deal. And, and, and another thought process that I go through, Cause I don't know another, another principle that I like to live by is I, I like write all these things down and I have stories in my, in my office that I just look at and I, and I'm cute. I remember, but one of them is like the, the Buddhist and, and the arrow. Like when you get shot with an arrow that it's like painful and and it illustrates the difference between like pain and suffering. Like, so somebody calls me a bad name and that hurt, but suffering is when you tell is the suffering is the story you tell yourself about why somebody was a dick to you. You Ooh, see what I'm saying? Yeah. I think it hurts. So you call me a bad name. Like, um, you know, oh, McKenzie, I thought we were friends, but okay. <laughs> but then like, why did she do that? And like, am uh-huh. I, is it something? And then we make up this story in our head and that's where grudges come from. That. <laughs> yeah. You know I've never saying? thought of that. That yeah. is really good. But so we, yeah, it's not my thought, but it's like, yeah. So, so this is a, it's a cool little thing though, because it hurts to get shot with an arrow. What hurts more is like trying to tell yourself why you got shot with an arrow. Right. Mm-hmm. And so this brings up a really cool, like uh thought process, um, which is that, you know, let's say somebody did maliciously shoot you with an arrow. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, what does that mean? Like it, somebody did. So all I care about is the truth in this sense. And somebody mm-hmm. maliciously shot. Now I can set boundaries though. Mm-hmm. You don't have to suffer. Yeah. But I'm not going to hang out with you anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. I love you know all that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, or let's say it was an accident. Let's mm-hmm. say he wasn't, you know, I can set boundaries now or we can have a learning opportunity. Like that, that, um, that analogy brings up so many good things because when you, when you tell yourself the truth and, and if the truth is the only thing that matters, mm-hmm. like we, we have a plan. We set boundaries. We can, we can have conversation. We can have authentic conversations. We can do all of these things. All of these things open up when you're just like, yeah. So that's my yeah. favorite part. Cause one, one time somebody fought me on that. They're like, well, what if he was being a, well, what if they were trying to kill you? Like, okay, then he was trying to kill me, but I'm not going to think about that forever. Mm-hmm. I'm not but I don't have to hang out with you either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't have to go to the same spot. Yeah. Right? I'm, I'm just not going to be where he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 But I don't have to suffer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah. Because I, I can set good boundaries uh-huh. and I get, or I, or like, you're being an idiot. Like, you know, that's mm-hmm. a fun one because like guns, right? Mm-hmm. You know, somebody's either malicious, has malicious intent or they don't. And if they don't, that's a little, you know, it's actually a little easier to deal with somebody with a malicious intent because you just. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. And then next time with someone that is doesn't know what they're doing with the gun, you have to like. Yeah, you got to be really careful. But but now you can have authentic conversations, though. And not teaching moments. Yeah, yeah, teaching moments. And but you're not mad. It's uh-huh. not from a place of anger because you mm-hmm. understand like it. Does, there's, there's no suffering. There's no like it's, this guy's an idiot, so we're never going to hang out with him. It's yeah. like no, let's just teach him because he probably didn't know. And it's crazy that like you're bringing this up because it's almost like this is what I do with my gratitude practice. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I posted this on Facebook, but like the other day I was like noticing we have these annoying birds. They're magpies i don't know if anybody's like heard them what is that oh they're, birds? they're a type of bird and oh, okay. they're really loud um and we get a lot of them um yeah. because we have like dog food and so they're they get into it and whatever but um like one morning i was like these stupid birds are back and then i'm like wait it's getting warm yes it's getting warm i love it when it gets warm you know it's like it's like switching from from like being irritated to understanding more and having like a gratitude or like a more open perspective. Yeah. Gratitude. Yeah. 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 No, gratitude's perfect. Mm -hmm. And I, and, um, it is a really cool thing to kind of understand because it just opens up the door for, Mm -hmm. for everything else. But, um, but I really appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah. I really appreciate you being here for the second time. We'll do this again. I'll bring them, I'll bring a camera with a mic. We'll do another one of of the event, but tell everybody where they can, um, what the event is, how they can register for it and uh, where they can find you. So, um, it's super easy to find us cause it's southslopehuntingco.com, um, southslopehuntingco for our Facebook and our group and our Instagram and our TikTok. <laughs> That's our name. It's everywhere. Um, but if you want to register for the event, if you're a veteran, it's $47. Um, if you aren't, it's 97, but you'll be able to register on our, um, website It'll, you'll just go to salsopuntingco.com and then right at the top bar, like there's the bar of like the shopping bar or whatever. It'll be, what was it? South Slope Events. You oh yeah, events. It. Yeah, events. Yeah. yeah. And you'll just click on that. It's right in there. And then there's options for um, a veteran ticket or a civilian ticket, basically. Um, super easy. And then if you want to just talk to us, you can message us on Facebook or you can find me on Facebook. It's just McKendry Crozier super long name probably will struggle spelling but (laughs) it'll be spelled but thank you so much for coming i appreciate it thank you